Ross Payne with Roll Payne Public Radio. This is RPPR episode 185, Long-Term Gaming Groups. Oh my god, yeah. that voice. That was a little more smooth jazz version of that. Hey, alright, hey, how's that? Is that better? Oh, that's oh. kind of going to Wolfman Jack territory, but oh, I approve. Jesus. Wow, yeah. COVID has changed you, man. No, it is not. <laughs> um, I've recorded in-person episodes before. <laughs> We wouldn't uh, yeah. know. Yeah. Actually, I, I was here for one of those afterwards. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, um, so yeah, we are here to talk about what it's like to the, the, the implications of being in the same, playing with the same people for a long ass time. Like say, I don't know. Now Ross over a decade, over a decade. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're going to have to remind me. Why did you call us? Uh, Do you think we would yeah. have some insight onto this topic? You know what? I just thought your, you, uh, your creativity would allow you to, uh, Imagine what it was like. I do have a vivid imagination. You do have a vivid imagination. So, um, <laughs> and Aaron agreed to show up. So, such okay. such such as it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, yeah. If, it, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't get shark punching. That's true. Uh, I'm not saying I, that's a negative, positive. It word. was it was a collaborative <laughs> effort. To be fair, uh, I, that's true. I yeah. was there too. I believe. Yep. Uh, so, but speaking of classic games, before we get into the episode itself, uh, I do want to announce that. RP, the RPPR Patreon has a special offer right now. This is a time-limited special offer, uh, which means if you sign up on the RPPR Patreon at $5 above, you get a chance to uh, vote uh, on uh, what games I will go back and re-edit to remaster to make them higher quality. Uh, so uh, the, the show notes of this episode will have a link uh, to a public Patreon post where you can download a remastered version of cyberpunk lady Gaga 2.0, where I went out and removed the refrigerator noises, uh, among other things. Yeah. And, uh, your love for that game back in the day warmed my heart. It was, uh, but it, like you said, it was a collaborative effort. It, it, it always is, uh, role-playing games are. So the, uh, so basically what ha- it, the, the deal is, is that, you know, early RPPR episodes were done with, um, a, a lot of them were done with a zoom H2 recorder, which is a fine piece of hardware, but it is, you know, I have access to better hardware now. I also have access to better editing software, and uh, I've learned a lot about editing audio in me in you know the decade I've been doing RPPR. So, but you gained experience points. I did gain experience points. Nice. Uh, so, uh, and I kept all the files, or I, at least I hope I did. I think I did um, of the uh, podcast, so I can go back and take these original source files and re-edit them so that they sound better. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a symphony for your ears. So what I'm going to do with this special offer is I'm going to pick, or well, you, the the patrons, will get to pick six episodes out of a, a list of 20, just to narrow it down, because, you know, we have literal hundreds of episodes. Um, and, like, Candle, Candle Cove and Bryson Springs. Uh, we already did Lady Gaga, but... Um, Shanghai was in there. Shanghai was in there. Uh, and so go to the public Patreon post. You'll have a link to all of them. You get, or you get to see which ones and, uh, you'll, you'll, if you back the $5 level, you'll get early access to them, which means you'll be able to listen to them way before the re the remastered episodes are released to the public. Um, you'll also, uh, get some other special rewards, uh, over the, you know that I I don't want to spoil it yet, but I'll have future announcements about them. But there'll be a couple other cool little uh, one-time bonus rewards for people, and uh, yeah, I'll be doing. Uh, and there is a special Discord channel for people who back at this level 
uh, during the special offer that they get to talk about the games. They also get to get uh, access to them. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have some things in mind. I might even do like some work live streams where I edit an episode. And you get to watch me edit it. I talk about what I do uh, and all, all that fun stuff. So uh, also you supporting the RPPR Patreon. <laughs> Keeps RPPR running. And, you uh, help create content. I, yes. I do. Um, and, uh, you know, we just recorded a game of Heart the City Beneath. Well, a character creation pro- session with the games creator, Grant Howitt. Uh, and we are planning to record a game of it uh, soon. Um, hopefully by the time. Well, hopefully <laughs> like in the next day or so. Uh, I don't know when that episode will go up, but we are we are planning to do some other stuff. I have recorded an in-person game recently. Uh with these two guys, Jason Renee, yeah. Base Raider. So we're going to be doing some more of that this fall, uh, getting back to that. And, of course, uh, I want to do Lancer. I want to do Impossible Landscapes. There's a lot on the menu. But um, I just thought that, you know, I have these files. And uh, I thought, why? Hey, I can go back and make them sound better. And I, I did an experiment with Lady I was like, oh, wow, I can. So, um, yeah, I think I think I'll keep doing that in the future. Uh, so you bold, get to, it's a bold strategy. Ross. And if this special offer does well, I'll do more special offers in the future uh, for where people get to pick which campaign I do. So if you want to have uh, no evil remastered, for example, back this now uh, so that I know that this is something you all want uh, because it is a bit of work to go back and edit <laughs> all this stuff. So um, if you, I, I want to do the kind of work that you want, you know, you'll benefit from. So um yeah, that, this is just a way for me to gauge what you all want. Uh, anyways, uh, so that's the news. Uh, oh, yeah, and that special offer ends uh, Tuesday, September 6th. So uh, back it by then in order to get uh, you know early access and all this cool uh, and get to vote on which games get uh, remastered. So take uh, part in our democratic process. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, show your sport. Uh, it's only $5. Uh, but $5 goes a long way for a lot of content. So mm-hmm. yeah, you also get a bunch of extra cool stuff. You get all the, uh, $5 and $2 rewards bonus podcasts. I'm going to be doing after hours, uh, for September. We're going to be doing ninjas and super spies, part of a series. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're going to of course have RPPR illustrated and yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. So, uh, but anyways, we should probably talk about the topic of the episode. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, long-term gaming groups. Um, yeah. Editing Lady Gaga, which was recorded sometime in 2010. So, wow. uh, literally 11 years ago, um, made me think what is time what is time what it what even is it you can even you can hear caleb right there at the beginning there's more hope and more more innocence back then <laughs> uh I mean, he yeah. did stick around for rppr he, did, he really did i'm really surprised still good, yeah. good job on him yeah. for that um so yeah the the whole thing is being like part of this gaming group for uh, a long time and um not i realize not everybody gets to do that and every not everybody has that opportunity and um you know it is great it is fun but i don't want the first thing is i i want to say like if you're not in a long-term gaming group that's fine that you're not necessarily losing out by having shorter term groups or like changing groups every so often like if you have to move a lot or if you you just whatever reason you, you change groups often that that's fine too. There's benefits to that as well. And that's, we'll talk I mean, about that. I mean, you got to role play. You got to role play, man. You yeah. got to do what you can do. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of role playing is that fun. And, um, and the reason why we've been doing this long-term game group, not just to be in a long-term game group, because it's always been fun and we've always yeah. made time to do. And the fact yeah. we, we live here, we do live here. <laughs> 
And yep. so, and so what else are we going to do? Yeah. I mean, it is living in Springfield, uh, <laughs> yeah. living, in, living in Springfield. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would say like, if you're going to do like advent, it, uh, uh, well, before I, I've been talking enough, uh, Aaron, what, what, what overall long-term gaming group, what, what comes to mind? Um, so, well, obviously you all <laughs> is that because realistically, when it comes down to it, everybody in this room so far, it really contributed to my first long-term gaming group of anything. Uh, starting out in like in high school, I had like a couple little things, but every once in a while it would, it really coalesced after I met Tom and you know, you all and everybody else. And, Back in the steak and shake days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was a, a large bit of it, but mainly what I'm seeing from it is the ability to have a group that is consistent with the stories that they're wanting to tell and also consistent with being able to, well, for lack of a better term, act off of each other. So, mm-hmm. and to be able to really integrate into that collaborative storytelling because um, experiences before I've, you know, coming into the RPPR fold really uh, is a lot of other people who they wanted their particular character first and foremost. So, and that had to be like their their hero moment of going forward and coming into RPPR. That is where I really felt the collaborative, uh, the collaborative uh, stance of everything and going like, Oh wow, we're all kind of here for the story. So, mm-hmm. and what we're doing. So that, that collaborative stance is the biggest thing that comes to mind for, especially in the long-term groups. Uh, Tom. Uh, but I would, I don't want to just say same, but yeah, that's, it's uh, I think there just, there's just something about doing a, doing a collaborative group, uh, effort with people you know intimately well mm-hmm. yeah i guess i guess for me the sort of dichotomy is like they're, they're the the two sides of the coin uh, of long-term game so it's one side the plus side you would have the intimacy like knowing these people so well that um you you can almost i would say predict but like guess count. Or into you it. can you, count you on can them. count on their rely you know there's certain natures um, but on the other hand, the, that, the, the flip side of that coin is, well, staleness. Like if you have the same people and you run the, especially if you're on the same game too, if you don't change any of the other variables, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, or yeah. not just the same game, like same, like the same campaign for mm-hmm. like a decade. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, with RPPR, we did change games quite a bit, which would change things over time. And you can see what, I mean, I don't want to say like character arcs, but there was, there has been subtle changes in the, over the years between, uh, uh all of us. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, what so. people change. People do change. Wow. <laughs> Um, so what will science think of next? Yeah. So certainly I, I, I don't think anybody listening to this is going to be like, I choose to have a long-term gaming group or I don't, or like choose to leave a group because, Oh, I've been with you too long. I must leave now. Unless for example, it's not fun anymore because it's sale. If you play, you know, the D and D with the same group every week for, you know, X number of months or years. And then he was like, well, I know Frank's going to do this and yeah, he's going to do that. And if the um, game becomes a grind. Yeah. That's uh, when it's a problem. Yeah. And it becomes, you know, more like, are, are we doing this actually out of fun or is it just obligation? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, Oh boy, another dungeon crawl. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you sort of need to, to, to keep that in mind. Um, now, and the thing is, it's not a be all end all thing. It's not like certainly over RPBR. I mean, you two have been here for a long time, yeah. <laughs> well, but like high other school, people like, have come and gone. Yeah. Like high school, basically. Yeah. Um, and like, well, I mean, like Tom, we were gaming 
there was there was a time where I didn't game with you because you know, like I went to college for one year away from uh, Springfield. Yeah. Uh, and even when I got back, we didn't necessarily immediately get back into gaming. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it kind of changes, uh, over time because of life and shit you don't, a lot of people don't have control over. So, mm-hmm. um, I think the main thing, um, maybe you should maybe do an inventory of the people you game with and think about how long you've been gaming with them and, um, think about how it's changed over time. Um, and has it gotten better? I hope it's gotten better. And, uh, if it has gotten better, why, why, or why has it not gotten better? Uh, I guess would be the thing to think about, uh, especially if you're not be- feeling really satisfied with gaming right now. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause just to give an example, you know, talking about RPPR stuff, cause when I really first came in, it was a lot of Cthulhu. <laughs> so, that we really kind of, you know, you yeah, we definitely became, don't do that anymore. Or stepped in. <laughs> nope, nope, not at all. So just do the wind right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mind that Delta Korean Kickstarter that's going on right now. Yep, so, de- oh, yeah, yeah, which I'm in one of the stretch goals. I know. And, and definitely don't get attached to your characters. Yep. Uh, but, um, yeah. but no, it was, you know, the variety that came out and stuff that I probably wouldn't even have considered mm-hmm. as a player going forward because, again, starting out as I did, it was basically D D clones of one form or another mm-hmm. um and i've never been really that inured by the the fantasy role playing with the exception of a couple games but you know when we came in going like oh this is the horror hey you know we found this one powered by the apocalypse game where you basically play video game characters here's your wreck it ralph sign like oh this is cool mm-hmm. so being able to get into that variety of other things and you know ostensibly that allowed us to create some of the best games or campaigns we ever had, like, you know, no evil, obviously as they are as going forward, uh, any of the red markets campaigns and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So variety is a big part of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, variety though, like, uh, there, there are a lot of gaming groups who don't like variety and that's not necessarily wrong because there is kind of like this buy-in factor, you know, and there's, 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 a lot of people don't want to try out new things or like there's only so much time and energy they have for gaming period and learning a new system takes time and energy and oh god what if it's not as fun as the previous and also game? yeah sure. i've seen a lot of people like yeah. like it's like D is often the focus like they know every in and out mm-hmm. of the system of the rules yeah so like they don't have to think about it and they don't have to learn a new rule set no so, yeah. no um but yeah tom in terms of doing like this inventory of like um your gaming group and like how long they've been in there. Like, what do you think of when you like try to think back of like a particular person you've been playing with a long time versus a person you play been playing with? Like who's new, like a short time, like, uh, has it sort of, has that something uh, occurred to you? Have you ever tried to do something like that? For sure. Like, you know, uh, often when I, like when I'll do pickup games, especially Mm -hmm. like a Gen Con or something. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the GM, like after the game's over, the GM like asks for feedback. Mm Mm-hmm. I have noticed, like you, I always tend to defer on the side of just be polite, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't mean that. I don't mean like, and if I knew someone, I'd be rude as rude as shit. But yeah, yeah. This is, it's more like I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can give an honest critique to someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whereas with someone like like you, who I've I first started gaming with since like sophomore year of high school, that if you run a game and you ask for my you ask for my critique, I'm like. Oh, I like. Oh, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think because mm-hmm. that's because you know you kind of know how I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, yeah. When I do these long term, when I do these inventories of these players, like whenever I think of like what game I'm going to run next, 
I, at this point, like, well, here are the people I know how Aaron's going to react if I want to run D and D since you just mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I want to run like a dungeon crawling fantasy game, I know Aaron's not going to be super invested in it. Uh, Unless in of course it's dungeon crawl classic. Then I can just run. <laughs> right. Rampant. But yeah, like if it's a one shot peasant funnel, yeah, that I know Aaron would be interested in that. So like, I know him very well. Um, but like when I'm doing this uh, inventory, uh, uh, I also, it's also thinking about not just like what games you like, but also thinking about like what, how they interact with others. Because one thing um, I think is, um, well, you know, you have this one group and you know, it works well. So you, you don't want to like fuck that up. Right. Um, mm, yeah. Because like it, it's fun. It works. Oh God. We, we put all this time into in buying books and scheduling. So we all showed up and thank God we're here. And now it, it's been fun. Great. I don't want to tamper with this ever. And um, the problem, of course, then is then you start you you maybe get more intimate with each other. You know each other better, but it starts getting to be stale after mm-hmm. a certain period. of time. Absolutely. So you do need, I think, there like incremental change to some degree, at least to keep it at least novel or interesting. And um, if your group doesn't want to change the system because like, oh, God, you can, that's the one game you can all agree on. It's like trying to pick a restaurant, you know, like, yeah, uh, I just had a little PTSD <laughs> with that question. <laughs> So what what I would do then is think about other ways I can vary it aside from changing the system. Maybe even if it's a system, you know, okay, well, you only want to play Cthulhu or D&D or whatever. Well, let's do an unusual type of game for that system. There's nothing saying you can't run a murder mystery in D&D or a dungeon crawl and call Cthulhu, uh, for example. Um, or another thing is incremental changes to the group. Um you don't have to like it's on either everyone, you know, and no or everyone's new, like bring in one or two players that are new and see how they work with the rest of the group. Yeah. Um, now, of course, this requires you having that many people <laughs> to invite to gaming, mm-hmm. which is not always a bit possible. But um, Easy, if you do have that luxury easier in college. Yeah. Well, yeah. it depends on your entirely in your circumstances, you know, like your social circles, especially now these days. I mean, it may be online uh, because of, you know, COVID and shit <laughs> like that. Um, but like bring in one new person. And of course the thing is for the new person, that's going to be kind of intimidating. So, um, yeah, that, that, that has to be balanced with that factor. You need to be nice to the new person as well to make it, uh, them more familiar. So, um, maybe two new players and two regular players, for example. So, uh, it's a little more balanced, um, or have the two new players know each or make sure that the new player know is a really good friends with one of the existing players or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and I actually have a good example of that too. Um, that with, uh, Jason and Renee, mm-hmm. um, there was a, another campaign that we did for, uh, Red, well, the Mavericks campaign specifically, mm-hmm. uh, because that was bringing, the red markets campaign. Yeah. The red markets campaign. Uh, cause that was not only bringing in Jason, uh, well, Renee back into that fold, but a couple other people that had not been, you know, in RPPR mainstay for a while, like uh, our friend Katie, so specifically. And since she had not played in that particular sense in a while, it was a completely new system. Mm-hmm. So having Jason, Renee, and myself in there to kind of act as the balance, uh, in addition to our also friend, uh, another one of our friends, Sierra, uh, they were allowed basically to have us as 
uh, reference material and comfort in that one in that area so we could you know bring them in and let them enjoy the game versus just you know dominating with our knowledge mm-hmm. uh like what one of the reasons why when i was playing in that game i decided hey i'm just gonna be the guy with the power lower suit in the back yeah and you know i, I will bring in knowledge when i need to but otherwise this is your show and sure. it nearly got me killed because of my decisions as usual but Good that's job. my problem but we know that's something you're gonna do and we yeah. expect that yeah. sometimes yeah there are advantages, though, to for uh, new groups, in which case you get to try new things. And because there are no standards yet, um, you can kind of establish things like the problem. I guess another problem with the uh, old groups is the well, shall we say certain habits form or certain customs like this is the way we do things. And then like things, that's it. There's no there's no discussion. We just do it this way. Um, so I think exposing yourself to different playing groups is if you get the opportunity to is very helpful. Keeps you on your toes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know because I'm fortunate enough that I (laughs) do this kind of my job. I get to play with a lot of different groups, including like other podcasting groups. And like uh, earlier this year, I did a guest on a different podcast where they did like improv warm warm up exercises before uh, we actually started playing. I was like, Oh, that's neat. That's fun. Um, So, of course, I didn't incorporate it into our regular playing group because <laughs> I was like, eh. Uh, but, it's not our thing, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's still a, a learning experience. Yeah, nothing yeah. Else, yeah. Uh, so, I th- yeah, the, the main thing, I guess the main takeaway overall is, again, don't don't get sort of, this is the way we do things, and that's it. And, like, we play, and we never change. Um, but, I mean, there are some great advantages to uh, long-term gaming groups. I mean, you know, we mentioned the the sort of the intimacy, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's something I it's something I've noticed before that often, like, I'm more I far out. You're way more quick to judge someone you've just met. Oh yeah, because I've yeah. noticed like there's been a few times where like you know I jump into a game and someone is like you know rude while they're playing. Mm-hmm. And like by the end, all I'm thinking like, oh god, this guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But if someone you know is doing that. Mm-hmm. And I know they're not normally like this. The first thing I think is, what's wrong? Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. You're more, yeah, you you understand if it's very uncharacteristic of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, for me, a lot of it is also, uh, I mean, there have been times like, Tom, you have surprised me with your role playing. I mean, and that happened. And that, that that's, I think, one of the great parts. Like, uh, I remember uh, all the way back when we played Invasive Procedures. Oh, and, yeah. and you played uh, this young woman, or I think she was a teenager, uh, who's a patient at this hospital, and you mm-hmm. played her as a very vulnerable, sensitive character, and that was very uncharacteristic of you. And I was uh, very pleasantly surprised. What are you saying, Ross, that I have a particular kind of character I play a lot? You you damn well know you do. And <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you dare feign ignorance about this. Uh, I, I just take I take enjoyment at your reactions. Mm-hmm, but yes, mm-hmm. no, that, yeah, you sometimes... Even I can't play the things I love all the time. Yeah. Because it like it would to me that would get stale. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. But being with a new I think with being with an old group, I'm I think I'm a little more inclined to try new things. Okay, that's a good point. If you're with a, a whole different group, you mean like, eh, I might as well try something new. Or like yeah. or like if you if you I think like with a new group, you kind of feel like I've got I got to impress them. Mm-hmm. I have to let them know that I'm, oh, yeah. you're I'm having like, to maintain a certain level yeah. of expectations. So like, you know, I'm basically, I'm going to try to bring my a game and like mm-hmm. with me and my a game is going to be playing the characters I usually play. Mm-hmm. But if it's someone like where I, I don't, you know, I don't, he's like, I don't care what they think about me mm-hmm. or more. So like, you know, like they know me well enough, like, all right, I'm going to try something different. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. 
Mm-hmm. But I do. That's it's like it's kind of a fear. Like I don't want to try something I don't. I'm not familiar with with a brand new group who's never met me. Okay. Interesting. Um, though, uh, kind of in the same realm, though, I feel that, you know, that one of the other benefits of a long term group is the ability to challenge each other towards more stronger storytelling because oh, of the inherent trust that you might have yeah. in there. Because, you know, it's great that we live in a time right now where, you know, depending on what what you're playing and the content of that, you can have things like X cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we can have that discussion. But if you know that group already and you feel comfortable enough to maybe explore this just as that part of that collaborative storytelling, mm-hmm. um, that really works out. Like honestly, the aspects of no evil are one where Cyrock is slowly losing his mind in a couple of cases, because mm-hmm. I know for a lot, most intents and purposes, he comes off as a comedy relief character, sure. but there are a couple of moments too, where I sat there going, Oh, you know, he's really going to lose his mind. And I felt, I have not felt comfortable might not have felt comfortable doing that in a one shot group where they look and go like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you making this so serious? Or, you know, this dramatic turn, whereas everybody else at the table went like, yeah, Oh, I say, yeah, yeah. We actually like, we noticed when you were doing stuff like that, like, and then I think there was a kind of a, not even, a, it was an unspoken idea. Like, okay, Aaron's doing something here. Let's quick, let's, mm-hmm. let's yeah. get on board with this. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. I, um, you have to have a certain level of trust in order mm-hmm. to try uh, more complex, more difficult topics. I know I trying to like God's teeth, for example, um, or actually a lot of red markets games would be hard to do <laughs> with a group of total strangers at the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially even the, the, the beginning of God's teeth, for example, yeah. is, is pretty, would be pretty hard to do, uh, you know, the hello kitty folder and all that. Oh yeah. No, yeah. just really it, potentially really content warning subject for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, or the opposite is that being with that long-term group has given like particularly me the confidence to be able to present better material towards those short groups because I, mm-hmm. you know, I joked with you before we recorded this, that, you know, all of this started because uh, you forced me on a Kickstarter to run for the call of Cthulhu for at Gen Con. But being able to do that with that group, um, I felt like increased my confidence to do things like, you know, the sillier, darker things, I guess, like in legacy of Nim, which I know, yeah, that's a really dark moment that I put in there too, but yeah, I, no, I still, it still worked. Uh, I, I still thought it worked right now or to me, the, like the, the, the one situation I remember that would be so great is when I ran beloved dead, which I still maintain as like the favorite game I've created. So mm-hmm. for at least base call of Cthulhu and then running it for, five guys who were running old stuff and old Delta green. <laughs> These, the guys at the time who we were like in their forties and I'm like, you know, burgeoning 30 going, Holy shit. What did I just sign myself up for? But because I had seen you run that I had been in games with Glancy, been, been able to do, you know, the regular group to test this out. It wasn't an issue. And, and hopefully in that case, they felt my confidence. They were able to get into the story as much as I was and enjoyed the content that was in and also interacted with it. So mm-hmm. um, we granted, we didn't have any issue where, you know, somebody passed out because of marijuana, but that's for another story. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if there's, you know, surge and fudge, there is surge. And fudge, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did have a lot of sugar for Shanghai. Uh, yes. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that again, the in jokes are another thing to talk about, I guess, because like in jokes sort oh, of yeah. build up layers upon layers uh, in fact, the phrase layers upon layers is another in joke, uh, for <laughs> us at RPPR. And, 
Um, again, that's sort of a barrier to entry for new players and, uh, that that's something to be aware of. But, um, I think your point is sort of like, even if you've been playing the same person for a long time, you should be trying to not only challenge yourself, but the other people at the table. Um, uh, not like every single game has to be, you know, uh, uh, a cinematic performance equal to a professional actor and all this other Good, shit. Good, because that's not, does yeah. not happen. No, exactly. But, but exactly. being but encouraging like, to get involved, yeah, though. Get and, involved, and, yeah. yeah. And, and not to be afraid of, you know, making those general snakes or looking foolish in there, because if, you know, the rest of us, we know each other well enough where, you know, we know where not to cross the barrier, the boundary or mm-hmm. to, you know, do something that would make it unenjoyable for everyone else. Yeah. Um, but in the same time, too, you know, they that's like when we pull things like uh, during Nigali T2, Jason basically kind of running roughshod with uh, mm-hmm. uh and saying like, well, we're going to turn this into a buddy movie. Yeah. I'm throwing it out the window, too. I was like, oh, that's fun. Let's because yeah. it really actually increased his storyline. Mm-hmm. Also, like, well, well, when with old groups, you also know where the boundary is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. I mean, do uh, you know that? You know, I think you see it's a lot easier to try to push it more with an old group. Mm-hmm. And even if, I mean, you might, you might, you might have to say like, okay, guys, this get this game's going to have this. Everyone cool with that? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Safety tools. In other words, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to like content warnings and the X card and there's, there's uh better tools or different tool sets out there. There's, there's a lot of discussion in, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in our VPR before, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, that, that's sort of an important topic. Uh, but I mean, the main thing for me actually is not, well, not the main thing, but a thing is just also everyone you realize I've played thousands of hours at, uh, at a table from this person, uh, hundreds. And if that by this time, thousands of hours, I, a significant portion of my life has been <laughs> rolling dice and talking at this table with this particular person. Um, and and in our case, we've recorded it and people listen to it. And that's, I mean, it's, that's delightful. It's, it's weird. Yeah, no, it's delight. Definitely delightful. Uh, thank you all for supporting our PR, <laughs> but it's, it's, I wouldn't say disconcerting, but I want to say disconcerting. But just thinking like, God, people like our words. People like, well, yeah, that they've listened to it. Uh, and that I have done this. I have devoted a significant portion of my life to do this. <laughs> um, and there are gaming groups out there that have done campaigns that have lasted 10 years and, uh, they find ways to keep it fresh apparently. Um, and Which, uh, astounds me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it all depends on what you're all into. Like, uh, I think, there are different gaming groups with different preferences. And I think RP, I mean, certainly my personal preference is novelty. I get bored of things relatively <laughs> quickly. Um, like I always want to see what's on the other side of the hill. What's coming next. What's new. What's coming out. Uh, Ooh, the new shiny thing. Great. Let's try it. Uh, well, God, I remember you when third ed first came out. Yeah. I don't even, I don't remember what I was like when third ed was coming out. <laughs> I do. Cause well, uh, you were like, basically like, this is what we're doing. We're doing it. It's like, we're, I got the, but we're doing it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I, was I like, saw like, the future. Huh? Yeah, he's like, we're doing it tonight. Oh, okay. Like, what are we doing? Like, doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. This is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, the one that stands out to me, so I can't even remember the full name of it other than just, was it called the skeletons or, uh, um, there was a game we played with skeletons. The one where we sat in the dark. Yes. I'm yeah, trying to remember yeah, yeah. what it is, but I do remember coming into it. It's like, Hey, we're going to sit in the dark and talk about our feelings as skeletons. What do you think? I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Which again, I think was easier because it was us. Mm hmm. It was like a, like someone I just met. We're gonna do this game where we talk about our feelings. Like, uh, 
I'm, I'm actually I'm going away from the microphone now and backing away. Uh, now I see the microphone picks that up. But because you've been having great mic technique tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> I but, see you know me well enough to know that I sometimes don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But bringing that up, though, because, you know, this being able to try that out mm-hmm. is more of a confidence builder to being able to try it with other people, with random people, too. Because, you know, if it weren't for doing kind of things like the skeleton game, um, I don't think I would have done. Oh, I want to uh, I want to say it was called Ribbon Drive, mm-hmm. uh, a game where you, uh, it's more of a, you know, diceless game that was more storytelling, but you use that with music that's going through. I tried that one year at the early Gen Cons that we went to, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't imagine doing that all the time, but yeah. being more willing to try out weirder, different things that don't fit right into the, to the you know, D20 or D100 mm-hmm. or any kind of D molds. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. How else are you going to get Omniboob? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Omniboob was through not through a game directly. That, that was, was just that was after hours. That I know, but like, no, but it's because we were friends. We were all gathered, and yeah. we wanted to just do this for fun. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we're laughing. But, yeah, I can't imagine like meet a complete stranger. Like, excuse me, would you like to roll? Like, would you help me roll on this random chart here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think. Um, <laughs> You know, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, obviously don't base your gaming group on who is who, who's going to be invited to your table or which table you're going to based on how long you played with them just alone as a criteria. Um, I, I, I would just think about like what, what where have you had the most fun? And certainly uh, for me, it's always been like the regular players. Um, and but we've always I mean, I've made a tried always been welcome to try out new players here in Springfield and online. Now I'm trying to get more online involvement in yeah. a different variety. So I, I mean, um, I've done that too. Yeah. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. have a conversation with your gaming, with the, your long-term gaming friends. And, uh, Oh yeah. Before you bring someone new in. Yeah. Uh, oh no. And like, again, we just as us the example too. That's how we gained Caleb mm-hmm. and probably the worst thing I ever ran for this group. So, um, but, what do you mean the haunting? That was that was great. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> you're really um, lucky that I did that too. But yeah, we got Sean and Ann. Um, mm-hmm. So I've there have been many. There have been yeah, many. So, but like, yeah. so also, like I can say, I am far more likely to finally admit. Okay, this game has gone completely off the rails with the group mm-hmm. that I know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I, I'll try to keep faking it. Yeah, but even if I know, I realize in my head like. Oh God, it's gone off the rails and there is, it's derailed. There's no going back. But, um, yeah, talk to your, talk to your long-term gamings and just talk. Like I would, I would ask you to go out there and talk to them and just like both kind of just reassess like what you, what you've done together, your highs and lows of gaming together and, uh, kind of ask them what they want to do next. Uh, like what are they looking forward to in gaming? Like what did they, um, yeah, for example, Tom, what are you looking forward to, uh, gaming with, us, I guess, as a group. Well, I mean, I have modest dreams. Yeah. I think I think they're the best kind of dreams. Mm-hmm. But for me, the thing that I truly have looked forward to since I would say, oh God, the early 2000s when we started, mm-hmm. I want to play as a ghoul in a game. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> See, uh, you knew I was going to say know. that, didn't you? Uh, and you'll never have it happen. Never. Uh, I figure, I figure I, like, Hey, I've been wearing, I, I just need to, I've been wearing you down for over a decade now. <laughs> I figure maybe a few more years of wearing down. You'll finally cave. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah you're going to get in and a rock's going to fall on you. Yeah. Someday. Um, and then here's your new character sheet. 
Enough people ask on the special offer. Patreon new special offer. Let Tom plays a ghoul. Uh, but it's got five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's got to be an actual game. It can't just be. Yeah. A, it can't just be like a one shot bullshit. That joke, has to be a campaign. Thing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a full campaign, but it's got to. It's got to mean something. It's got to mean something. It's got to like I have to. It has to get me into that place yeah. that's down in my heart. Oh, okay. Um, For your untitled ghoul game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't ghoul shame me, Aaron. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what what are you looking forward to? Um, you know, again, running for you all now that I have in more confidence because I've been able to do more things. Um, you know, games in particular, I've been promising this for the last couple of years, but that reasons. Um, wanting to run Ryutama for you all oh, because god yeah i really i, I really Forgot about that game you know yeah. as fantasy goes i really want to try that journey mechanic and see how that works mm-hmm. um but honestly it, you know for something that i did, participated in and kind of wrote for i really want to do something else with uh savage tokusatsu for the main group and see how you um set it up because i love what we did with mm-hmm. kyle and everybody over at uh best pal brigade for that but i want to see what like other weird stuff that you can come up with i loved your writer well sorry uh, Pfizer fighter concept of uh, 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 basic uh, of the uh, vaporwave DJ, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Which, is, which is great. But I, I need to see more of this. So. Okay, okay. Uh, see, I game yeah. with you a long time, Ross. I didn't know you like vaporwave. Really? Hmm. No, no hands. No, you've been pretty subtle about it. Really? Yeah. Have you heard of Night Clerk Radio? You say words. Okay. Say- All right. I see. I see how. I see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, James, uh, look, moving on. <laughs> yeah, um, I know for me, uh, I, I did mention this at the beginning of the episode. I, I'm looking forward to trying out Lancer. Uh, yes, definitely doing some one shots of that. Maybe doing the campaign. I did read the campaign. Make room for a wallflower. Uh, no room for a wallflower, um, which looks very interesting. Uh, but I want to try that out, and I have some ideas of recording that. Uh, so that's entertaining to listen to. It's not just, I moved the mini over here. Oh no, there's the, yeah, I don't want to like three hours of rule discussion. Um, <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. So, um, I mean, impossible landscapes is there and it's out and I have a copy and I definitely want to run it, but I don't know who I'm going to ask for that. And I don't know when I want to run that. Cause I want to fully read the campaign before I commit to it. And I haven't finished it yet. And, um, yeah, now I mean, heart the city beneath that actually making me very intrigued. I'm very, I might actually run it myself now that I've gotten a taste of it. Um, so hmm. that'll be something like that. that uh, this mm-hmm. fall, though, I definitely want to do some play tests of the Night Clerk as a system, running a couple of different systems. It's a scenario, you know, it's based on the original thing I did uh, all those years ago <laughs> uh, with you two. Um, back and, in back in the before time. Back in the before, yeah, the 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 the, the pre time. Um, so, uh, but I kind of want to run in a couple different. Uh, systems uh, and try that out. So those are the things I'm looking forward to next um, in terms of gaming. But I mean, also like I want to do more games where characters have whole arcs like personal arcs because I really found that really interesting. Oh, yeah. Like in Nagali C2. Yeah. uh, For example. Or we got back in. uh, Oh, uh, Heroes of New Arcadia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or no evil. Like all our great campaigns, I feel I've had some sort of character. They don't have to be huge, but they are there. Well, I mean, the new world, I basically became, you know, the new dragon god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't have to be uh, that dramatic. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, the, those are the, the, like, you know, we did Blades in the Dark, which was fine. And Red Markets was re- Cooper County, which was really good. But uh, in fact, Cooper County, he definitely satisfied that. But um, well, yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to those kind of moments. I've been doing a lot of one shots lately. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, and hopefully Maddie gets here this year so we can introduce a new permanent member of the group. Totally. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we have a whole episode about that. Uh, <laughs> I got I to say, Ross, yeah. you and Maddie have a good, strong chemistry when you're gaming together. What's your secret? Um, Parcheesi? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good game, Ross. It's, it's a very, a very good, game. good game. We play a lot of Parcheesi. A lot of board games, one-on-one. Um, yep. Uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> this has been RPPR episode. I do not. Uh, I do not regret, marriage. Yeah, yeah. I do not regret that. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you listen to this episode, well, I mean, we'll have shout outs next. But it, yeah, uh, uh, if you've been gaming with a long term group, uh, let us know. Put a comment on the episode on the website, or talk about it on our Discord, uh, or at me on, at Ross Payton on Twitter, and uh, let's talk about you know long term gaming groups. It'll yeah, be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't had this chance, and like I mentioned before, if you haven't had a chance to have a long-term gaming group, that doesn't mean you're necessarily missing out. I know I've heard of gaming groups that are long-term that are absolutely miserable. They get stuck in a rut. It's very stale. They don't, they don't challenge themselves. They don't try anything new. And uh, it's just not fun. Um, yeah. It's so. or, the, or like, Oh God, I have to, it's gaming day. Well, it's, it's like an excuse to hang out, but like you're just doing the same shit over and for over. the obligation. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just trying something new. So, so yeah. Um, but, uh, we are, when we come back, we'll have some shout outs. And we're back. Whoa. Whoa. I'm cool, rat. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are back with shout outs. So uh, I will give the first shout out because I it's my my show. <laughs> uh, I'll say that's going to be the way it yeah. is. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the movie The Empty Man, which was released last year and obviously bombed because nobody heard about it. They didn't do any marketing. It was also the, a movie last year. It was a movie last year. Um, and... It was, yeah, uh, Disappeared. It is a horror movie uh, based on a comic book written by Cullen Bunn, a noted comic book writer. I enjoy his work. Uh, He's done quite a bit of cool stuff. Uh, Anyways, The Empty Man is very unknown army slash Delta Green. Basically, um, this uh, dude um, is his uh, uh, ex-wife, I think, asked him to look... uh, uh, for her daughter, her daughter, teenage daughter has gone missing. And this dude is like an ex, uh, works at a security, uh, company. And so he's kind of like a detective. And, uh, so he tries to find her and he finds out there's this weird cult. There's weird things and urban legends about the empty man. Um, and it's very spooky. Oh shit. Hmm. I, I did watch that movie. Yeah. With the bridge and yeah. blowing on a bottle. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I said last year there wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I finally got around. A lot of people have been recommending it in horror circles saying it's really good. Uh, like cult classic kind of good. And um, I, uh, yeah, I, I would say it is very, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, this is Delta green, but you know what? To me, it reads more unknown armies. So, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Think about that. Weirder aspects, probably, than just. I don't want to spoil too much about it because it's better if you go in blind. Okay. Um, Sounds interesting. So, yeah. It's if you like a spoopy, it is a bit longer. It's like over, it's over two hours, but yeah, it's. I thought it was worth it. It's also set in St. Louis. Mother of God. Yeah. (laughs) Not that it has, it could be set anywhere. It doesn't really matter. It it did kind of bring me up something because I was looking at something on Twitter the other day when they talked about like horror movies that were set in specific states and like Missouri, they only brought up like two specifically i think one of those was well like, they only it, mentioned like one or two for all the states i think i saw the same thing oh did you okay. yeah, yeah i saw it's like missouri it's like it follows i'm like hmm i didn't realize that was in missouri so. no it was not it was the uh home invasion one. Oh, okay uh, um oh uh, what is it called the one where they're wearing wearing bunny masks and shit uh, oh uh you're next you're next oh, okay yeah, yeah i think it was your next maybe it follows too i uh anyways um, I think I thought it was your next, uh, cause your next was actually shot in Missouri. Oh, okay. Um, I know some people worked on it anyways. Um, Aaron, uh, yeah. Speaking on the movie side of it, uh, I'm going to actually give a shout out to the movie. We actually, the first in theater movie that we got to and see the only year. in theater movie of 2020. I'm probably going to see. Thank, thanks Delta. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, the green Knight. So, mm-hmm. which I didn't know if that was supposed to come out last year or if this it was, was yeah. Um, I, saw, I remember seeing trails for like in 2019. Yeah. So I've forgotten if it'd been there. Cause again, lost year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was interested because I was familiar with the, the romantic poem of the, of Sir Gawain and the green Knight. Uh, I really wanted to see how weird it went because honestly, I haven't seen there's, I haven't seen anything from a 24 that I have not liked. Um, granted, I've seen a lot of from their movies that I will never watch again. <laughs> so I no, And that's in the good sense right now, like hereditary, I'm never watching that movie again. It's a good movie. Why? It's about family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heartwarming, Aaron. And, and if you want to call it that, too. Uh, <laughs> if, the fast, if the Fast and Furious taught me anything, is family's important. It is right now, but I, I guess the, I guess we worship Paimon in this family. But anyway, if you're not here, you're family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, it was honestly excellent. It was, it, I really loved the pacing of it. So mm-hmm. because it really dipped into just the weirdness of any of those storytellings and a lot of the weirder mm-hmm. elements that you could actually go. And I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who will not have, are not familiar with the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I watched people's faces at the ending cause I wanted to see what they were doing and uh, they did not disappoint. So, yeah. but no great cinematography, really good pacing, top shelf acting from everybody. So if uh, this is the Arthurian, that's uh, like legend that you need to watch this year. Do it. So, uh, it's an, the first Arthurian movie I think I've ever seen that does not have fight scenes in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not wrong. So, yep. uh, it's really fucking good. It's really fucking weird. Um, it's a real, it's a movie that it's worth to read up on after you watch it to read like some really good film. Es- There's mm-hmm. some good film essays about it. Uh, analyzing the, comparing it to the, the actual poem and shit like that. So like, a movie worth studying yeah, if you're into that kind of thing so and especially um, other adaptations too because silly me i was not aware that there were other like film adaptations sure. of it continuously so yeah there's one with sean connery yep i was not aware of that one yep. so. uh yeah the yeah. gun is good the gun is it's a different movie <laughs> i know but i figured i'd just say that you just say that okay uh i got a shout out i got a couple okay what's your first one uh first one is uh if there's one thing that got me through COVID, it was uh-huh. Steam. Uh-huh. And uh, for a couple, I have a couple of games on there. First one oh. is Patron. 
It's, okay. uh, I think it's it's newish. Mm-hmm. This is as far as I know. I could be totally wrong, but it's it's a game. Uh, there's another. I mean, a game I several, a couple of years ago called Banish. They're mm-hmm. like was essentially building a t- uh, medieval town, and this is like an updated version of it. And it, I just started playing it. It's one of those games where I, I mean, I like Banished. I'll give it a try and play it. And then I noticed, you know, I started at like seven. I looked over, and noticed it was midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's one of those games. Like, I saw, I had no idea of time passing. So it's like, all right, well, that's a pretty good indication. This game's got something going mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Uh, it's a. It's also kind of like one thing I like. It's like Minecraft, where if you successfully are able to have a bakery that produces like bread, you're like, wow, I've accomplished a lot here. <laughs> there's a lot you have to do to get to that point. Get that bread. Got to get that bread. My, uh, sounds very cool. If you're into city builders, um, which lately I've been more into games where you shoot and murder people for some reason, but, um, that's on me. What? That's me. That's <laughs> not, that's not necessarily a healthy coping mechanism. Chicken suits. Rice. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, next shout out is a, a movie. Uh, you know, I mentioned impossible landscapes earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Dennis Detwiller mentioned, uh, Gen Con that one of his inspirations for impossible landscapes and the Haster mythos and his take on Carcos and all that other shit was a particular movie. And, uh, recently, um, I got a Criterion Channel streaming app subscription. So um, rather, <laughs> well, my I got that for my parents for Christmas. And then recently I was like, oh, wait, I had to set up their account. I know their login information. So <laughs> uh, don't tell Criterion. Um, they, you know, Criterion's a big fan of our show. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if my parents remember that they have a Criterion Channel subscription. Um, anyways, they have the movie that Dennis mentioned. Uh, Faust, uh, directed by Jan Svankmeyer, uh, a Czechoslovakian yeah. stop, stop motion uh, animator. He's very, his work is legendary. He has an Alice in Wonderland adaptation. His work is extremely unique. As soon as you see it, you'll be like, and then you're like, oh, the, yeah, that's a, yeah. it's a very distinct style. It's I think not, I yeah. might have seen the Alice bits of the Alice in Wonderland. Oh, you probably about, have. So. It's really fucking definitely creepy. not the Faust movie I was thinking about. No, nope. no, it's not the superhero one. It's <laughs> it's actually uh, a very kind of postmodern adaptation of Faust, the uh, the the Marlowe play, I believe. Uh, but it draws from different elements of both. But it's, uh, it's set in modern Prague. But um, basically, it has these nightmarish puppets that like are stop motion animated uh, at times, and uh, it's they just. There are scenes where Faust, who is a human, a human actor, um, is talking and then like a hand comes down from the top of the stage and a human sized wooden puppet of a devil comes to talk to him. And it's nightmarish. And who what what there's a giant hand up there holding this puppet. What? And they never address that. What the fuck is that all about? Does Faust actually see that hand? And just- uh, he look. Yeah, he looks at it. <laughs> Doesn't say anything about it. Um and like there's incredibly surreal, very subtle, surreal things where like Faust will go down a hallway, go into a room, then come back out the same hallway. But when he comes back out, the room, he's in a different location, like shit like that. Like you just, the camera just changes angles and it's a different place. Oof. Um, funny geometry. Yeah. Funny geometry. But if you're looking to run impossible landscapes, you're running that, that or Carcosin type haster type King and yellow type shit. Like this movie, which on the Criterion Channel streaming app, I'm sure you can also get on DVD 
all this other shit or, or Blu-ray. I mean, get it, get it on Blu-ray if you can, because damn, it looks nice, uh, at least on the streaming uh, Criterion Channel version. Um, God, it's so fun. It's, it's, but it's very comical at times and very like it's hard to follow it's very dreamlike i guess yeah very dreamlike but man it gets fucking creepy at times no, i definitely want to see this now yeah so. no it's it's definitely uh, uh uh yeah a movie worth watching it's not like terrifying it's just kind of unnerving unner- yeah yeah unnerving is the best way to put it so yeah see i think honestly those are some of the best like i wouldn't say absolute horror movies but just yeah, it's creepier ones right now where, you know, it's it's almost worse because you mm-hmm. don't know what those elements are that sure. are really operating in the background. Yeah, no, I do like those kind of horror movies over like torture porn or slashers or anything like that, where where the, the horror is more implied and more surreal rather than like a dude with a knife and in a mask is coming to stab you in the face. Um those aren't as like, yeah, no, that, that sucks. Like, but boring. Know. Yeah. More of the, I guess, Guillermo del Toro aspect of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or David Lynch really. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, so I, like, so, you know, you see a movie guy gets cut in half with a scythe. You're like, how pedantic. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, it, it's bad. All right. I get it. Like, Oh God, that's gross. That, that, Ooh boy. I bet that hurt. You know, that kind of thing. Like, but yeah. it, yeah, for lack of a better term, it's kind of like, What's you know, also it, it's yeah sorry. E- yeah sorry it's eating like a a a, pe- a a small chocolate too it's like it's there and it's gone. Well, honestly, the problem is also the sadism of these things, and by that I mean there's not conflict in them. It's just like Haha, I'm torturing, cutting up this woman or this victim exactly, and then it's so. like okay, well, where's the conflict? Where, what's the story? It's just. Yeah, no, he's really torturing that person and it really sucks I, for that person. And, oh, that person's doomed and there's nothing. To, there's no there's no story. There's no plot. It's just like it's murdering somebody. It's yeah. just an excuse to show torture. It's like, OK, I get it. Yeah, like, I want a story. I want conflict. Look conflict. Look not at, just looking at torture. you, looking at you saw in hostile series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hostile in particular. Yeah. But Saul's pretty. Saul can be bad about that, too. But anyways, uh, at least in Saul, there's like a game. Technically, there's a way to win. Technically, so there's yeah. Anyways, um, Aaron, do you have another one? Uh, no, I don't. So okay. go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, yes, I do. It's uh, another game. Mm-hmm. This one, I uh, this one, I, I downloaded uh, also. I believe also last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, uh, this is a game that actually led me into a new hobby that I've been doing, which is it's a game called Cooking Simulator. Okay, and it is it's exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, the the this the vanilla game is just like you know cooking dishes in a restaurant. Vanilla's DLC, ironically enough, no. <laughs> but it's but you know, it's uh, it's fine. No, it's one of the DLCs in particular, which mm-hmm. is the uh, cookies and pastries one, mm-hmm. which kind of got me into what I'm doing now. Which is, I've taken up baking, and my last several concoction experiments have been quite good. Good. Sure. I, uh, you've experienced uh, one of my first ones. The I have experienced it. I have. Eaten it, you mean? That, that's the word we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was a scone. It was quite good. Yes, and it's but it's this game that kind of made me want to like maybe I can give this maybe I can do the, give this a try in real life, and I have, and it's now it's gone from an interest to a hobby because I've spent I've officially spent money on baking, so now it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it goes from interest to hobby when you spend money on it, mm-hmm. and I. If any game that kind of gets me into doing something else that in my real life that I find fulfilling, I think is a you worthwhile. Just, you just game. like simulator games in general. I adore simulation games. What about lawn mowing simulator? <laughs> Never play that because I hate mowing the lawn. <laughs> you wouldn't want to simulate that. I mean, unless like there were like it was like you know a flamethrower uh, 
Don't think so. Add on or. You know, I watched a couple minutes of gameplay of that. It did not look like you had a flamethrower. I'm sure there's a modding community. For he was that. a riding lawnmower. Did that help? No, it really doesn't. You customize what your lawnmowing business looked like. No, you can adjust. The I don't blade, know why I'm trying height. to pitch you this game. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, look, and, look, and, look, and I'm not, I'm not even saying that I'm not even saying that I don't enjoy like mundane games to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, this isn't a shout out, but I have a game called house flipper. Mm-hmm. Where's that? You go into a house and do work and get paid for it, mm-hmm. cleaning it up. And one of the expansions is gardening. Mm-hmm. And one of them is mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that, but I would never, I know what game you're talking about. Okay. It's and, called Lawn Mowing Simulator. And absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I was not kidding. But, yeah, but, uh, but this is a game that, it's a simulation game that actually kind of got me to take up a real hobby. Okay. Uh, you know, I do want to mention, uh, I have a couple more. Um, so I'll mention these real quick. Uh, Godzilla, Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, new Netflix series came out last month. I've already, I watched it all in like the first week. Uh, I like Kaiju and Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't though? I well, some people. Terrible. Those pe- people are wrong. Yeah, um, we, we pity them. It's a really interesting take on Godzilla. Um, it's a really weird sci-fi story. Uh, uh, yeah, it's more, very fun. Yeah, more, yeah, it's weird. Interesting, like the the side analysis from all the characters about the. Um, not to really spoil. There anything. is a lot of techno battle. Yeah, it and is. There's only going to get more. I know you're what, 3 episodes in? Yeah, oh god. And and I kind of have a secret love of techno babble just because it it can sound fun, but this kind of goes a little over the top on there. But <laughs> Oh yeah. To you, me, you have no idea. It, it, to me it balances out because in the first episode, in the very first episode, we got baby Jet Jaguar. There's going to be and, a lot of Jet Jaguar. Uh, and I'm you had me at Jet Jaguar. It's going to be a lot of techno babble, a lot of Jet Jaguar. Yeah. So uh, it's it could, good. It's fine. So. Yeah. Um, it's got really cool animation. It has a blend of uh, cell animation and CGI animation. Uh, which mixes very well for that yeah, type it's of like show. Yeah. I forgot the name of the two studios, but like they're like the best CGI studio and like one of the best cell animated, uh, animation <laughs> studios in Japan um, are working on it. Uh, anyways, uh, it's on Netflix. So check it out. Uh Let's see here. What else? Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Caveat, a, a horror movie on Shudder. Uh, it's Irish, or it was shot in Ireland. Um, it, well, it's not really a horror movie. Maybe a thriller. I don't know. It's It's got a really odd premise where this dude um, is asked to be a caretaker of this woman who's got, like, some crippling fear of strangers. So he... Uh, wears this harness with a chain on it so he cannot enter and the chain is only so long so he cannot physically enter the room uh, but there's weird mysteries going on in this house it's mm-hmm. a really Th- things weird. are afoot yeah things are afoot um so it's quite intriguing i quite enjoyed it um and yeah shuddering just in general has been putting out a lot of they've been get, releasing a lot of especially foreign recently made horror movies that are really interesting and really cool. Uh, I mean, some American ones too. Um, you know, psycho Gorman's on shutter now. Uh, <laughs> one of our favorites. De- that one's delightful. It is delightful. I, I wouldn't call uh, that a horror movie. That, that is straight tokusatsu. It, okay. All right. Mr. <laughs> genre purist. Okay. Uh, whoa, uh, Sator. Um, there's a Russian movie called super deep. There's, there's a, anyways, there's just a ton of cool stuff on shutter. You should check it. Uh, also like uh, channel zero, Season two, um, well, Channel Zero, which is a sci-fi series, but now it's on Shudder. Season two is No End House, (laughs) which is very architectural horror. Uh, I've watched half of it now, and I'm going to finish the rest of it. Uh, Caleb put me onto it. I I remember 
when it came out, I was like, oh, I should watch it. And then, then I never did. Uh, yeah, it kind of fell off after the first season. Um, yeah. Uh, I did watch the first season, Candle Co., but each each season has a different plot. Mm-hmm. So uh, No End House is very architectural horror. It's very spooky. Nice. Very scary suburbia. Um, so, yeah, something to check out. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, that's all we have for shout outs. So, um, anyways, um, don't forget, uh, back the RPPR Patreon at $5 by September 6th, and you'll get access to remastered actual plays, uh, you'll partake in democracy. You'll partake in <laughs> democracy. Uh, you get to vote on which games get turned into actual plays uh, next. Some extra cool stuff uh, to be disclosed later. Uh, and of course, my eternal gratitude. Thank you so much yeah. for supporting RPPR. As Captain yeah. Planet would say, the power is yours. Power is yours. Right. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, Aaron, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, as always, you can reach me at, at Aaron Carson if you want to bug me on Twitter. Uh, we're also, I'm also uh, running Raillery Podcast Streaming uh wednesday nights usually uh we are finishing up the wildermyth run second uh chapter with the uh R- the rppr cast members randomly put into their characters so if you want to check that out uh feel free to do so mm-hmm. tom anything uh no i'm just uh awesome i'm just awesome you are i don't rule out <laughs> some things in the future that might happen <laughs> All right. But for now, I'm, I've, I've, I've kind of been, I've been in my, my own world for a bit. Okay. All right. Um, cooking. I've been baking and cooking. You, so yeah. Baking and cooking. Uh, that's, that's Tom's update to all of you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're interested yep. in the things I do. I am. We all are. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I am on the RPPR dis- Patreon discord every day. Um, uh, posting links, talking with people, all that good stuff. We do weekly live streams every Sunday night at 6 PM central, uh, where I share weird videos. We chat, uh, Tom and Aaron often show up to hang out and it's very I'm, fun. It's rare. I'm not there. It is rare. And we bet on punishment beers for outcomes of a more than 30 year old shift game. Just a yeah. very, very well, totally the, yeah. reasonable and normal thing to <laughs> make, make a gentleman's wager on. Uh, also, we can agree the silver snakes are superior. Yes, silver uh, snakes are superior. Green monkeys all the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.